Have you ever met people while traveling that in the moments you're convinced are going to be friends for a lifetime? And then after a month or two of sporadic exchanges online, you just kind of fall out of touch. That's what I probably expected was going to happen with my next guest. I first met Ben Masters about four years ago to the date, I believe. Myself and Tom were on our way to a Liverpool soccer game and we needed a place to stay and Ben knew Tom, so they reached out and we stayed at his house. If you were to judge the likelihood of us remaining friends off of our first encounter, it probably wouldn't have been very high. But over the next number of days, we hit it off to the point where Ben stated that he was going to travel to Canada and live with us for the summer after he graduated. Now it's easy to make that proclamation after a night out, but all of a sudden it was April and we got a text saying, boys, I got my plane ticket to Winnipeg. And that really solidified our relationship. Ben is now pursuing his dream of becoming an actor. And it's something that I find very relatable um, because he doesn't have this background of posh drama schools and knowing all these connections in the industry. He's simply finding ways that he can continue to take the next step forward in that journey. And I know I'm extremely excited to watch where that journey takes him. I really enjoyed catching up with Ben and without further ado, here is a conversation with Ben Masters. I am now joined by my good friend, a, the fellow from overseas, Benjamin Masters. Ben, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? It's been a long time. It has been too long. And I was just thinking, actually, that this is right around the, is it the four-year anniversary of us first meeting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been a while. What, what an eventful time that was, wasn't it? I was just about to say... I, I know I've heard the story from your perspective, but if you can remember what your first thoughts of of myself and Tom showing up at your doorstep at six in the morning was. Uh... It, um, you know what? It was a weird one because I was at university, wasn't I? And uh, we just went out on a night out. We all had a couple beers. We had, we got busy dancing every all night. I thought you guys would be coming like out with us, but then your trains got canceled or something like that. And I said, okay, um, no worries, we're going to go out, I'll be home when you need me. And you guys weren't there till like six in the morning. So I sat in my front room, half drunk, waiting for you guys to come. <laughs> so, and then I remember you two were just so like peppy and, hey, how you doing? And I was just like, I'm going to bed. And I'll, I'll, let's just, let's put this in perspective. Tom was very peppy and saying, hey, Harry, I was, I was also not going off any sleep at that point. And then another another uh, detail about that was that your heater wasn't working in your house. Oh my God. It was warmer outside in winter <laughs> than it was inside my house. I don't know what happened, but the heater was working, but it was just freezing. Like I came downstairs in the morning. I found you curled up on the sofa cushions in your coat, just hugging yourself. I was like, ah, I feel sorry for him. No, and but that was that was the story. What has now turned to be a very long and uh, and prosperous friendship. What well, yeah. I think, I what I, I, was it the was our second night there that you decided to, um, you made the you made the vow to us in a, in, in the spoons that you were going to come visit Canada, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah, I, re I remember that. We went to Birmingham, the Christmas market. Yes, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, we went into uh, Weatherspoons, or have we called over here Spoons? It's like a massive bar chain. And uh, I remember sitting there with my Pepsi in hand, like, right, boys, I'm going to see you next time. And yeah, I don't know whether you guys believe me or not. I think I was thinking at the time that, like, if he pulls this off, this is great, but I didn't have high expectations. Yeah, be best way to be. <laughs> well, again, it's just you, you, when, when, someone makes, when someone makes a proclamation like that on a night out, you're like, well, yeah. like, come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what was the uh, so then you end up you do you end up coming to, to to Canada, which was a phenomenal summer in a lot of ways. Um, mm. If you had like one or two takeaways from kind of packing your life into a suitcase and moving to a different country for a few months, what was uh, what were those few things? Um, major first takeaway, the immediate takeaway, which got me was you really don't need a lot in life. Mm. I, don't get me wrong. I, I did have the luxury of like staying with you, with Tom and other people while I was over there, which I'm very grateful and thankful for. And I hope to repay it someday. But living out of one bag honestly puts it into perspective. I wouldn't call myself a very materialistic person in life before Canada. Yeah. But it really made me minimal now. Like if you see like my room, for example, like it's bare because I'm, I'm happy being simple in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the second thing is um, it just the, it just kind of it kind of kicked me a little bit like, oh, why don't you just go for things that you want to do? Does that mm. make sense? Like, I always thought I need to go traveling, but I never really did. And then I thought, you know what? Why am I beating myself down and just go for it? So then I thought, yes, I'm in that moment. I bought the Canadian like flight came and see you a lot. And then ever since then, it's really changed me in a way that I, I stopped worrying about doing things. And I look at myself saying, what am I happy to do? And then I just go do it. Yeah. It sounds really cheesy. And I think you'll agree with me here, but mm -hmm. that, you know, that tacky saying that traveling changes your life in many perspectives, it does. It does. Well, especially when you travel the way that you did, where you weren't going on vacation and you weren't li like living in resorts. It was, you just went and like picked up and lived in another country. Yeah. Um, which I think there's a big difference between people going on vacation um, and actually like living somewhere else. Mm. And so you talked about doing what you love out. And this is something I, I'm actually curious of, like at what point did acting become a thing that you're like huh i can this is something that I, I can i can potentially see myself doing um honestly i've i've ever since i was really young um i loved drama i love mm. drama i love like going into drama class i'm like the fun games as you do in school yeah and, uh i play like you know i mean in school you're kind of worried about what people think about you and like oh he likes drama he's a weirdo and it's like it's not the case as you get older of course but um it's because when I went to Canada the first time, I was making YouTube videos like Tom. And uh, I loved that performance of the camera and like mm. that element of that. And I thought this is a way that people don't judge as much because it's like YouTube was cool. It's trendy. It still is. Yep. But it's not that classic dream of failed actor. Do you know what mm. I mean? Yeah. So there's a lot less stigma behind it. But then when I came back from Canada, I realized YouTube wasn't for me. 
maybe not so much what I was, for example, when I was hanging around with Tom and he's done very successful in what he's done, the sneaker videos, the vlogs, the traveling, the luxury stuff. It just wasn't something I was majorly into. Yeah. So I think that's what kind of put me off YouTube. Nothing to the guy. I love the guy to bits. It was just his content was not the content I wanted to create. Yeah. And then when I came home, I was like, okay, what parts of that journey in that light did I enjoy? And I loved the cameras. I love performing. I love thinking of a storyline, storyboard, all this stuff. And then I just said one day, I like drama. I enrolled in a drama class, like a beginner one, fell in love with it auditioned for an agency here which is like an academy for people that have been to like drama schools i somehow got in and i've just been loving it ever since like every week was a new challenge and it's weird it's not so much materialistic because like i said like going to canada made me feel i enjoy the simple life but you know that inner fulfillment you have of finally going for something you've always enjoyed but was always worried about yeah yeah. do you know what i mean and then, so you have now you have the you're in a room with people who have done acting basically their whole lives. The at what point of those more like advanced classes when you were working at the agency where you're like, I belong here, or was there what do you can it was there a, do you remember a, a specific kind of time frame that that clicked for you? Yeah, 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 definitely, and um. It's very interesting you say that because, um, you know, that whole stigma, like you have to be the best in the room. Mm. I really don't believe that. Like, say, I think you'll agree as well. If you're the best in the room, you're in the wrong room. And, yes, uh, especially at the point that you're at in your development. Exactly. Yeah. So I remember sitting in class one day and seeing a scene happen between two people I just met. And uh, I was honestly like, you know, when you sort of get lost in it, like you're just watching mm. them have this conversation, you're like, whoa. Then you forget you're actually watching two people that are totally not in the situation. And at that moment, I was like, this is a world I want to be in. Because I was like, it's so creative. It's imaginary. It's It can just take you as a viewer or in the scene on different levels and like mental pathways. I can reach emotions. And it's so strange because like, as guys, we're like, you got to be tough. You got to yeah. be like, men don't talk about feelings. Men don't get emotional. But it sounds weird, but going into those classes is like a sort of therapy for me. Because mm. like one day I'd play a guy where like your mother's just died. How would you react? Yeah. Action. And in those moments, it's not real, but you somehow get sucked into it. And then it just feels these emotions flow out of you. And you're like, whoa. And then you just had this massive weight gone. Yeah. And that's what I fell in love with. It was like, you're constantly bettering yourself by being in that space with those people. Yeah. 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 And did you feel, did you feel push back from the more established people in the class at first? Or was it something that you almost had to like, you had to, you had to gain respect? Um, yeah, I guess so in a way. Everyone was lovely. But um, obviously, when you walk into a brand new room, acting is a very competitive field. So even if they're a different gender to you or they're a different body type to you, everyone looks at each other like they're competition, mm. which is weird. But I understand why, I guess. And um, yeah, like I didn't go drama school. Some people did go drama school, but 
upon getting to know them and went out for like a couple of drinks afterwards, they all looked at me when they first met me and thought, oh, he's definitely been working for a long time. That's and I was, a compliment. Yeah, and I was like, wow, thank you so much. And then I started acting in the class. They're like, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> but um, yeah, there was a couple of hurdles. It was, you know what, man? It was just more your self-insecurities. Do you know what I mean? Like you're entering a new world and then these yeah. people are like, saying off credits like oh i was in this commercial brand when i was a kid i went to this drama school i was in these movies and it's like that's insane i was just sitting there like a kid in a zoo like wow <laughs> this is amazing there's me thinking oh my god i can audition for like a subway commercial and there's these people sitting next to that are like we're gonna be in big movies i'm like whoa yeah and then the uh, what 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 got me thinking there was when they're thinking, oh, this guy must be working a lot. I, I, in my mind, I'm like, he has been working a lot, but he has not been working in acting. No. But <laughs> when once once you graduate university, because you did like uh, broadcast journalism kind of thing, correct? correct yeah. And you decided kind of not to use that, or you there wasn't a job available in that field kind of right off the bat you went through a year and a bit of just kind of figuring things out how did you go and approach um the job that you undertook next is you worked in like a in worked retail and then you also worked construction with your dad and what was what was kind of the mindset that you used to just kind of wake up to be, to be able to go to work the next day honestly it was um there's low moments. I think we could all say that when, when you know you want to do something in particular and you don't know what that is, for example, because that was before I really knew that it was acting I wanted to do. It was, um, it was a weird moment in my life. And it was retail was horrible because it was just one of those things where you wake up every day. No customer wants to talk to you unless they're complaining. But I think the biggest thing that was great was working with my dad because my dad, was a very supportive person to me in that time. And uh, we just created a, cause I never lived with my dad. Yeah. In that time of construction, like me and him created like this really nice bond. Like that was probably the first time in my life where me and him felt like we were father and son. Mm. And uh, although it didn't give me the mindset to like chase acting off the bat, like as soon yeah. as possible, I was just living for those moments, man. You know, just, waking up saying you're right dad and like progressively through the months like our relationship got better it was more fun and then when I told him about acting he was surprisingly like supportive yeah, yeah like he was like he always said to me like Ben I do construction because I like being creative mm. and this is just a way that pays but if you can do something like that creative and make a living off it and you're and you love waking up every day to go to your job why would you not go for it yeah, and that, and that's coming from a fifty-year-old man, well, sixty-year-old man, nearly. Wow, <laughs> who's who's and who's worked blue-collar like jobs, kind of whole life, whole yeah. life. That's an issue. That's an interesting way to 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 put that. That he 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 does construction because of the the creative aspect, and it just happens to be the medium that he can he was able to use. Mm -hmm. That's why. So and and I, I've said this to you before, but after meeting your dad, I was like, our dads are like the same person. They are. They, yeah. They, I, I said that to you when I came and stayed with you. I was like, wow, crazy. So then, cause then I, I, I was, I was writing out uh, a journal entry recently. And one of the things that came up was 
um, the fact that it was kind of related to money and just like prioritizing um, prior prioritizing your life in a very general sense. Um, but one thing that I kind of made as a rule at the end was uh, you don't necessarily have to love your job, but you probably shouldn't hate it. Mm. And it should allow you to go and pursue the things that you do love. Yes, completely. Um, so I guess that's that's what that working construction did with uh, during that time. Of, and then when you decide to do acting, it allowed you to go to classes in the evenings and whatnot. But yeah, 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 yeah. And so one of those things, especially myself right now, because of work not really being a thing um, with basketball being stopped here is humans just need to work like it's just something that we need to do yeah you'll you'll go insane if you don't that's the thing and i've had enough like somewhat creative outlets like doing interviews or doing those journal entries um and also i basically have decided that i'm going to train as if i'm a professional athlete or go like two or three times a day yeah why not you know it's not like you don't have the time (laughs) yeah it's that i cannot use that excuse anymore um, I'm kind of somewhat wrap it up on this. If you have, and obviously the world of acting is unpredictable at the best of times and not during a global pandemic. Um, but let's say I've said hypothetically, this thing gets under control in the next year. Do you have kind of a broad vision of where you'd like to see it take you, you know, three years down the line, five years down the line, et cetera? Yeah, um, yeah, I actually, I got asked this by one of my teachers and uh, they were like, what is your aspirations? And uh, it's a very good question in that sort of field because uh, as well as you know, majority of people be like, I want to be rich, famous, red carpet walking actor or actress. Yeah. And uh, it goes back to the Canada thing about being simple. Like, I don't care for that. Mm. A big thing I took away from it is my goal in life with acting is if I could do, if I got lucky enough to do a role in anything, but then you or people that don't know me look at that character on screen or in theater and think no one can be that character, but Ben, do you know what I mean? That's my goal. Like I would love to leave a stamp on a character like Batman, Spider-Man, they all chop and change actors because it's such a big franchise and they need to yeah. carry on. But I want there to be like something where only Ben could do that. If that's that makes a, sense. That's a hell of an answer. And what that what the what that does is it focuses you focuses you on the process of getting better at roles and whatnot. Yes. Um, and but I would I would also say that there's probably you understand that if you happen to fulfill that goal, that success will be a byproduct of it. Oh, hugely, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's one thing that I've, I've I try to stress in my writing, especially, is when I have when I make goals of whether it's within basketball or within content creation, my goal is to do it to the best of my ability. And like there, obviously, I have some like kind of nominal goals within that, but it's not that I'm denying myself the fact that like notoriety or um, financial su- success could come of it. It's the fact that I do acknowledge it, but those aren't the actual goals. Yeah. Like my, my goal in basketball is not to make $50,000 a year. My goal is just to pay my bills eventually with, with basketball. And, and just I think you, 
end. I think that would be kind of the same way that you'd view acting is eventually you'd love in probably three years to be paying your bills through acting. Oh, that honestly, forget lavish living or luxurious living. If I'm able to self-sustain myself through bills and rents and food, doing the thing I like, like I'm not going to say in three years, well, life's weird. You never know. I can meet the right person, give me the right opportunity. But it's one of those things, three to five years time, I could be a consistent character, side character in a TV show. You never know. People may not even like, you know, those actors on TV, like I recognize him, but you never know the name. Even if I become that guy, I will be happy in myself knowing I'm coming into work every day, doing what I want to do. Yeah. And I think that's the thing as a society, like especially in schools, for example, they teach you like, oh, you got to be like the big ones, doctor, lawyer, those sort of things, which are great. And if, if you enjoy that, bang, you've hit the nail on the head because it's your passion and you're that high class paying profile job. Yeah. Amazing. But then that leaves the limbo people that are the creatives that are like, oh, what do I want to do? And there's like, I have a friend at work now and he's like 40 something and he wants to be a painter. That's his career goals. But he's working in a warehouse and a like me because of the whole pandemic. Yeah. And I love talking to him because he's like, it just takes one painting, one painting to make you a professional painter. It doesn't even have to be sold for a lot. And I'm like, that's so true. Like everyone always quits before they even get the first one. Yeah. It's like, it's that classic thing that you said to me ages ago. I remember you saying this to me. It was like, oh, what is it? Quitters never win and winners never quit. That sort of thing. Something like that. I probably had some kind of motivational quip like that before. Of course, mate. You, you wake up, you're the motivational guy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and that's that's the reason why I keep talking to you because when it comes to like stuff about your basketball business and like just stuff you do, you wake up early in the morning, you work out, just that stuff. Like it's that basic human stuff which I admire in people. Do you know what I mean? And that oh. goes back to like, you have to just go for you want to do. Just do what you want to do. Yeah, man. And I've, there's, there's a reason. And we've, we've talked about this before, but there's a reason why we've been able to stay in touch for four years after a, like basically a chance meeting um, all those years ago. And it's, it's very much a, an iron sharpens iron situation with our, uh, with our relationship so that's why i always try to i keep do my best to make sure that i you know i keep you motivated when you need motivation to to keep doing what you're doing and then i receive the same from you so that's it man like your circle as you get older may get smaller but if you fill it with the right energy that's all that matters yeah i and so i very much appreciate you being part of a uh, part of my circle likewise and it was a pleasure catching up kind of somewhat face-to-face. I'm looking forward to actually meeting up face-to-face again sometime soon. Soon, my friend, soon. We'll, we'll go for a beer. Very good. Oh, nice, nice accent. Thank you. Uh,